What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. You're listening to The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Today, I have Letitia Garcia coming all the way from San Jose, California. And we're really talking about how to become the best version of yourself, no matter what life throws at you. These are what this, her story is one of my favorite type of stories, uh, simply because it's really about no matter what you're given in life, you do the best with what you have and you become so much better. And that's exactly what she's going to be sharing as she shares her personal story. She is also the um, host of Chick Chat Podcast. So those things are going to be linked below. So after you listen to this, definitely go check out her podcast. Um, And if you're watching this on YouTube, links are still in there. Go check it out. She's got her Facebook group in here as well. And she's also on Instagram at chick underscore chat underscore podcast. Letitia, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. Hi, Olivia. Thank you for having me. I mean, I enjoyed our first initial conversation and I'm like, I can't wait for this. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I talk a lot in the first initial conversation, guys. I'm just gonna let you know that. But, you know- (laughs) I, but because I like to, I do get to know people when I talk to them. Yeah, you got like to know your peeps. Let's make people comfortable, you know, let them know I'm a real person. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I know that you, you were a young mother and your daughter, she's, she's a Marine now, by the way, thank you so much for her service. Um, so did you want to start there or wherever you want to start? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I was a very young mom. I was a mom at 14 years old. Um, Don't recommend it. (laughs) Um, And so my second daughter is actually the Marine. Uh, My oldest daughter, who's 28 now, she is amazing. She's 28. She lives in Texas with her husband, purchased their first home. But I mean, that's, I always say my kids are my success story. Because me having my daughter at 14 years old, I got the statistics thrown at me that, you know, especially where I lived, the neighborhood I grew up in, me being Hispanic, right? It was like, oh, we already know what your future is going to look like. You're not going to finish school. You're not going to get a good job. You're going to be on government assistance. Your kids are not going to, you know, your daughter will probably follow in your footsteps. And Honestly, when I started hearing those in my head, I was like, oh, heck no, I'm not going to be what people are telling me I'm going to be. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I didn't have a parent support. My mom and dad were in a, in between, a, um, in the middle of a horrible 
divorce. So, you know, my mom left, my dad left. We were, and there were six of us. So we're kind of, and I was the second oldest. So I was left to kind of fend for myself. I did have, you know, my grandparents let me live with them, but they weren't raising me. At 14, you still need to be raised. <laughs> I wasn't being raised. I wasn't being chaperoned. You know, I wasn't being told the life details, you know, especially just being a young woman at 14, you're barely starting to know yourself, your body, your likes, your dislikes, right? And so I went into motherhood and I just, my mentality was, I'm going to get through this, but I need to make sure I'm doing it the right way. And I need to, I just need to make things happen. And although it was, it worked for me, but later down the road, it didn't. And I'll explain that later (laughs) when it came to the relationship with my daughter, you know, I, I got jobs. I wasn't able to complete school right out of high school. I, cause I had to work. I had to support my daughter and I refused to be on government assistance. I seen that my whole life. You know, I came from a background of people being on government assistance and I refuse, I refuse to be in that limitation of my future and my daughter as well. And so I, you know, worked where I could, where I could get a job because of my age. And I went to school, you know, independent studies here, went to several different schools. Um, I finished, I got my, I was determined to get my high school diploma because again, nobody in my family had high school diplomas as, as simple as that might sound like probably a high school diploma. It was a big deal for us. So I was determined. I'm going to show my daughter that this can be done. I'm going to break generational things. I'm going to transform our legacy. I'm going to make sure that when my daughter looks back, she's going to be like, this is what my mom did for my future. And I am where I am today because of her. And she gets to say that now it wasn't easy. It was it was one of the hardest times of my life. And I just remember one time just staring out at the sky and she was like an infant and just being like, man, God, if you just get me through this, if you just help me, I will please just help me. (laughs) I just remember saying, just help me. And I worked hard and I, I set my goals and I just, I didn't let anything stop me. My age, finances, schools, people telling me what I should be doing, shouldn't be doing for my daughter. And, you know, looking at friends and seeing them all having a good time in here, I'm responsible for another human being. And I wasn't even, there wasn't a human being being responsible for me at 15, 16 years old. Right. And it was a long journey, but you know what? I broke through. I broke through for my kids. I got married when I was uh, 20 years old. I met my husband when I was 17. It's so funny because I really don't remember my age. I actually go off of my daughter's age. (laughs) I met him when she was one and a half. We got married when she was five and we've been together ever since we're going to be married 23 years now, but he took my daughter in as her, as his own raised her like it's his own there's no stepdaughter stepdad this it it is her daughter and so I finished I two kids two kids additional kids after I went back to school and I got my high school diploma at 23 years old I got my high school diploma because I said nope I am not gonna leave a legacy to my kids where education is not important now don't get me wrong you can still learn outside of school 
but it was just something I had to do for my future generations. And can I tell you, my daughter was the first one. I was the first one in our family to get a high school diploma. My daughter was the first one in my family to get a high school diploma right from high school, the, the normal way. And now my son is just graduating high school and he's the first one in our family to go straight to university. He got accepted to 13 top universities. I mean, he has 4.5 GPA. He got scholarships. That's what happens when you choose to break through, not break down, and to live the best version of yourself. It's going to cost time. It's going to be emotional. <laughs> but as long as you don't give up, you got it. As long as you are being faithful to yourself and your dreams and, and believing in your strengths, you got it. You got it. Even if, there, if you don't got anybody else, you got you. And that's what I want to stress today about living your best version of yourself. You got you. And as long as you don't give up on you, you can do it. You know, I, I don't know what it is about your story. Um, because I hear some really like gruesome things. And I'm like super squeamish and I'm like, <laughs> there's some, there's some stories that make me like really tear up and just like, I get so into the story, but I think it's also because I'm like taking some of the notes. So I'm just ha like having realizations through this at the same moment. And I'm just like, what you said, you said so many good things in here. You, I refused to be on government, government insistence. So I worked where I could. You making that choice, you know, our life is all about the decisions and, and it's your life shows you making the choices that you did has set it up for your future and your children's future, because you understood even at a very young age that it wasn't just about you anymore. Um, I was determined to get my high school diploma. Like, regardless, you set your goals and so many people don't set goals. So matter, no matter where you are in life, it's important to set those goals for yourself because your goals have ripple effects and it teaches your children so many more things as a discipline and to also set their goals as well, to see what they want out of their lives and go for it. Because we all have the ability to do that, especially living in the United States. Now there's, you know, other countries, everybody does not have the same opportunities, but we are gifted with such amazing opportunities. And, and I think, you know, something about, because me too, like I never, I, I grew up on food stamps for a portion of time because we absolutely needed it. Mm -hmm. But um, my mom did not stay on there for very long. Mm -hmm. And that was the only like government assistance we had. We weren't mm -hmm. getting, um, you know, like housing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that dependency is, is a crutch and it yep. will hold people back, um, yep. when it comes to breaking through those generational curses and yep. making things be new, when you learn to be dependent on yourself it, it changes things for you. And, you know, the last thing that you said, when you choose to break through and not break down, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> oh, okay. I just, <laughs> I just got so motivated because I'm like, 
there's going to be a lot of hard things that come your way. You can do hard things. Yeah, it's true. You got to push into that pressure. You got, I just, I love your resiliency and I'm so happy that you found your husband. And I know Mary, I, listen, I'm, I've been married for seven years and I already know <laughs> marriage ain't easy. No, girl, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> I know it's difficult, but to have a husband that you've been with for 23 years at this point and have him take in your daughter and, you know, just be able to provide a two-parent household for her um, because it seems like that was obviously something you wanted as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were mindful of the man you chose because I mean, you're still with him now and <laughs> it's really hard to be mindful of them things when you're young, yeah. but just because you might be a certain age doesn't mean that you're not more mature in certain things. It's where your focus is. And when you're exposed to a lot of things at a really young age, and when you see a lot of what's not right, you kind of understand what you don't want in your life. Exactly. If you choose to see it that way. And the other thing that I love so much is you don't let other people, you don't let statistics limit you. And I think that's another reason why I like you so much, (laughs) Letitia, because I'm the same way. Like, I don't care what these statistics say. That doesn't have to be my future. And we've got to, we as minorities have to rise above that. Totally. Totally. I was not raised, go to school. I was not raised. It was just work, 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 you know, or the mentality wasn't there to grow in your education and learn and learn, right? Like, again, I'm not saying you can't learn outside of going to a college or anything, because I'm a forever student. I love learning, reading, growing classes, all that. But I wasn't raised that way. I taught myself, I challenged myself because change doesn't come without a challenge right? And so I challenged myself to learn. I challenged myself to grow, even though it hurt, even though I had to take time away from my family to go to certain classes and schools. I I was determined to learn and to show my kids, you can do it. It's possible. Nothing is impossible with God and you have him in you. So that means it's possible, right? And so I, I couldn't, I could, I, I saw my future and I couldn't give up on it. I couldn't give up on my kids' future. I had to show them there was a different way. And so I had to be purposeful and intentional. But can I tell you during that process, a huge shift for me was finding my identity. And part of being the best version of yourself is knowing who you are, not giving up on yourself, not giving up on your goals, and just being resilient. You can't give up on you because then no... If you give up on you, no one's going to take you seriously, even your partner, right? You, you have to, you have to know who you are. And that was a game shifter for me. You know, I shared earlier with with me and my daughter, I provided for my daughter, but I didn't give her the attention like a mom should, right? Like I was able to give my other two when they were born because I had my husband already there, right? So my husband wasn't there the first, what? I would say three years because I met him when she was one and a half, but we didn't get into a serious relationship till she was about three. And so it was, it was a different, she was raised a little differently from her siblings. And so me finding my identity and who I am changed the course of our relationship. It went from, let me just be your provider 
to now let me, now I know I need to be your mom. Now I need to take care of you. Like I wasn't taken care of. I, I, you know, I need to reel that in. And as women, as moms, we think we have to know everything and just do things a certain way. You know, I always tell you, because I said, so I'm the mother, I'm the, you know, but I wasn't really being a mom because I really, I didn't have her attention. I didn't have her affection. And so it's when I found my identity, it shift our relationship, shift my household. It shifted her mentality about even learning and growing because she was raised in church, but didn't want nothing to do with it because she just felt like it was taking me from her, you know? And so when I found my identity and who I really was in Christ, it shifted the whole dynamics. And then again, being the best version of yourself is going to come in steps. I just heard another podcast and this girl goes, sometimes the best version of yourself is in the next version of yourself. And I was like, oh, that is so good because, hey, we don't know it all. We don't have it all, but we're learning to. It could be in the next phase. And that was my next phase of being the best version of myself of now like, okay, understand who I am. Now I can help my kids become who they are, not try to lead their lives. But if they see me maturing and growing in me as a person and then me as a mom for them, it changes the dynamics of relationships. It could change the dynamic of your future generations and, and how your children raise their children. I'm very vocal with my kids about sex and relationships because I did not, my, I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, just don't let my kids get pregnant at 14. You know, just, I had to shift. I had to break that generational curse. I was the only one in my family that had a, a kid at a teenage, but I was the only one that didn't have parents to support me and help me. And so, and that's okay. I look at it now and I'm like, oh man, that helped me be the person I am to, I don't, I'm not mad at nobody. I'm not mad at my parents. I don't hold a grudge against anybody because they did help me. It helped me become who I am today. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about me. And that's what you have. That's being the best version of yourself is being excited about who you are and not living. And let me just say this. Don't be the woman everyone else wants to see. Be the woman you see that you look in the mirror and say, this is who I am. Yeah, you be that. Don't let anybody. And it's so funny. It's weird, but funny. I used to not smile. I used to hate my smile because I. It was commented, oh, this, that about, you know, me and my smile. And so I used to not smile my pictures. And so I would look mean in all my pictures. And when I be, started saying, I'm going to be me, I'm going to be the best version of me. I know who I am. I, I know my identity now. You can't stop me from smiling. Even people at work, they're like, you're always so happy. You're always smiling. I'm like, this is who I am. The joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> I know who I was created from joy. So I'm going to be joyful. My situations and circumstances do not determine this smile on my face. I am going to be happy and I'm going to enjoy my life. I have, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I have a few questions for you, actually. Um, do you have any grandchildren? No. So that's another generational curse you broke. You did not have, any of your children's children did not have teen pregnancies. Nope. And you've got a 28 year old, which I mean, like that is still, and she's married and she owns her own home in Texas. And it's just like, that is another thing that you accomplished, um, yeah. which the statistic told, tells you that that's not a thing that, you know, is common. And 
So kudos to you <laughs> oh, and yeah, your girl. children. Just like I said, I'm I'm open and honest with my kids when it comes to sex and relationship. Uh-uh. I tell my my daughters, look, when you're a teen having a boyfriend, it's unnecessary drama. You don't need it. I tell my son the same thing. In my son, they get my husband would be like, why are you talking to them like that? I'm like, who else is I? I would rather have me tell them the truth than the world tell them a lie. No, I'm not going to let the world teach my kids what intimacy is, what true love is, what affection is. I'm not, no, that's my job as a parent. I'm going to, and for them to go and find and know their own identity so they can make their own determinations in their spouses and who they want to spend the rest of their life with. I, I wish that I was told more granted my we're, we're both Christian. So like, and, and we're both relationship-based over religion-based, obviously. Oh, for so, sure. <laughs> so like, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we're those type of people. So it's like, I really knew, like, I wish I knew that, um, about like soul ties, you know, mm-hmm. I wish that I was told more about that instead of like my grandparents were Jehovah's Witnesses. So of course, sex outside of marriage is, is wrong and shunned mm-hmm. upon. But I wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. My mm-hmm. mom was a Buddhist. And it's like, you know, just let me know whenever you do do it. I, which, I mean, I appreciate it. But looking back on how I'm going to parent my children, mm-hmm. I'm going to let my kids be kids. I'm not going to expose them to sexuality at a super young age. Yeah. I don't think that that's, that's necessary. I yeah. really don't. I think regardless of, the heterosexual or homosexual views that anybody has are whatever agendas anybody's trying to prove. I think that my five-year-old should not um, even be concerned with who they're going to marry or any of that stuff. Like, what are you eating for lunch? You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What, what are your skills? What is something that, you know, really inspires you and motivates you? What do you want to do next weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to come up with a proposal for a vacation that we're going to go on. And I want you to plan that out. I want you you to do your chores. (laughs) Have you brushed your teeth yet? things. I just don't think it's necessary. So getting off of that side tangent. Okay. There were other things that you said, cause you, you out here breaking generational curses. Yeah. So many, um, you know what? And I, I got another question. How I find that so many women wait until their kids are out the house to find themselves, but you chose to find yourself while you still had young children, because yes, you made these changes and yes, you parented your daughter, your oldest daughter a little differently, but you still made those changes while she was in your home. And that has a drastic effect. So what, what got you started into truly finding your identity? Well, you know, my daughter, me and my daughter bunt heads. I mean, we, we just couldn't see eye to eye. She saw black. I saw white. And it, like I said, it was more I was more dominant. I was more, let's say, if you're in the business world, more of a manager instead of a leader, right? And so I was done, man. I seen what it was doing to her and I wanted to lead her the right way. And I seen her steering away. Again, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a firm believer that I need a relationship with God to live my life. And so I seen her, you know, going the other way and being frustrated with it. Because like I said, it was 
I was so busy and this is a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. I was just so busy doing the church things. And so I needed to just stop. And so I had an opportunity to go to a school. Um, our pastor started a school and it just transformed. It helped me find my identity and who I was. Cause it was really based on seeking God and finding who he is. And he's the creator of our identity. So if we don't have that relationship with him, which goes back to religion versus relationship, right? If we don't have that personal relationship, then we are not going to know our identity. We're going to be all over the place, confused, being busy instead of being productive. I mean, it just, there's a lot of things if you don't know your identity that goes on. And so I was like, I have to do this for them. I have to, I'm, I'm constantly looking at my future generations. How is it going to impact? How is my today going to impact me, my husband, my children, my grandchildren, right? How is that going to impact? And so I was like, I, I have to, I have to stop. I have to stop and just be me, learn who I am. So if I know who I am, I can help my kids say, look, this is who mom is. You know, I'm not the just a church person, or I'm not just the businesswoman, or I'm not just the mom. And I'm not, this is me. This is Letitia in all my full glory. Cause this is who I was created to be. I was fearlessly, wonderfully created. This is who I, I didn't want to give them a product of my past situation. I wanted to give them who I really was created to be. And, you know, sometimes that's what happens with us. We live according to our our circumstances, especially our past, we let our past determine our future. And I refused, I refused to do that. I said, no, I want to live according to who I am instead of what I've been through. And so I just stopped and I said, I got to do this for myself. And I found who I was and I love who I am. And it changed the course of mine and my daughter's relationships. We're the best of friends now. I mean, I just, I love her dearly. And she's, she just, she amazes me. And yeah, she's three years married, no kids. And she honestly doesn't have any intentions, but I'm okay. Cause I'm like, I'm not ready to be grandma. I'll love my grandkids, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm still young, <laughs> but we'll love them when they come. Yeah. I mean, she, her and her husband own their own businesses. I mean, they're just thriving. And then you mentioned my other daughter, she's in the military. She's a Marine. I, we're just so proud of her. And she's in college. She's coming home to finish her degree. My son's off to university. So, I mean, I say my, my, I show my life through my generations. You know, a lot of people could talk and a lot of people could tell, but I, I love to show they're, they're part of my success story because you know the blessing on somebody's life by the fruits that they produce. Definitely. Definitely. And you know, your children all being true testimonies of just a portion of what you've done because you know just listening to you um the amount of growth that you've had you know, the ability to be so open and honest and raw about, I, I just, I love your authenticity, you know, from the management to the leadership thing. A lot of people don't even, they're not even that reflective enough to be <laughs> like saying, well, this is what I didn't do to do right. Goodness. Cause everybody <laughs> is always right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that you said, I want to live according to who I am and not what I've been through. Cause I tell you, you know, it, it'd be the ones 
that made it out of the mud that don't look like what they've been through. But, you know, and, and just allowing, allowing God to help you throughout this process and, and really surrendering, oh God, changing who, who you are. Girl, I could not make it without him. And maybe other people would be like, well, I'm fine. I, you know, I don't have, I need him. <laughs> I need him. Like I couldn't do it, my life without. And trust me, there was, when I was raising my daughter, you know, in the young years, I, I didn't, I didn't focus on that. Yeah, I was raised in church at a young age, but when my parents went through their divorce, that just all stopped. And so hence I had a kid at 14, <laughs> um, but you know, I went a separate way, but I know he was always there. And, and just one thing I wanted to share is, I mean, there's so, you know, of course there's, I'm just touching little things, but there's so much, but if you listen to my podcast, I'm going to be sharing more details <laughs> about it um, because I just feel like, um, it needs to be shared now. And that's, you know, people like to hear raw stories because then it makes them feel like I can do it too. And that's what I want women to know. You can do it too. You can be the best version of yourself. But you know, there's one time where I was at lunch and I was just, you know, in my, you know, I all listen to worship music or just have my moments at lunch. And I kind of had a flashback when I was young and it was when I got married and I was walking down the aisle. My grandpa walked me down the aisle. And all of a sudden on one side, I saw Jesus holding my other hand. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I know that I had you in, you know, with me, but I didn't acknowledge you. And he said, that's okay. I just want you to know that I'm always there, even when you don't acknowledge me. Then he took me back to when I had my son. So I want, I had my two girls. I'm like, I really want a boy, right? He took me back to and my husband was on one side and I seen Jesus on another side, on the other side. And I said, oh my gosh, I knew you were there, but I didn't acknowledge you. Like, I'm sorry. He said, no, no, no. I just wanted you to know that even when you don't acknowledge me, I'm there with you. And I was like, oh my God, I was so undone. So I'm sharing that because <sighs> girls, I need him. He's there. Even when we don't acknowledge him, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's my life. He rescued me. And that's what I say. He rescued me. If you need a rescuer, he's a rescuer. He rescued not only me, but my generations. He saved my generations and my life is his. And I give him all the credit because even when I didn't acknowledge him, he was there. I didn't even know that we were going to go into this today. And I, um, you know, I'm a very Christ-driven person. Um, last night, I actually had a conversation with a per working at my fine dining job, like part-time job. I was, um, I, I was serving a pastor. I didn't even know that, um, but I was talking to him about my brand, Relentless Glory, which I'm gonna have to share. Have you share your testimony on there as well? But um, we're talking about how. And I was talking about it today too, in the car while I was, I would, I am in charge of the summer sack lunch program at my church and we were delivering food today. Um, and I was talking about my brand and with the person that was writing with me and I'm like, you know, just letting people know that God shows up and is always there in so many different situations in your life. Even at the hardest times, he's there to help you. Um, and then you just saying that today, like, <laughs> It's literally the third time wow. I'm like, it's like, so you don't ever, don't ever forget 
that no matter what you're going through, he's always there. And you just got to lean into that because we get so scared. We get so nervous. And then we're, we're constantly, we fall into the doubt. We fall. And that's how we get into the breakdown. Yep. And we don't have the faith to get through the breakthrough because we're so confined mm-hmm. and and we restrict ourselves and, you know, the, the devil likes to play a lot too, when he knows that you've got a really big calling on your life and you are listening to the empowered woman, badass and unfiltered. So I know you've got a big calling on your life. So, you know, whenever you're feeling down and out, you know, you just like Letitia was saying, it's like, you have the power to change your life. You can do all of these things. Yeah. And whether you call God Christ or the universe or whatever source, whatever, when you tap into that, I don't know, I know for us, it's Jesus Christ, God, you know, but when you really do, when you really tap into that, it's because we're so, we're so, we're, um, we're spiritual beings having Mm -hmm. a human experience. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I just thank you because the synchronicities of that. <laughs> what? Yeah. I it. yeah, exactly. Again, and whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> I just I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Um, this is of course not the last time we'll be doing something together. Um, and I'm just I'm so pumped for other people to just be motivated and inspired by your story because I'm telling you, like you just, I just know, like, I get a feeling about certain people about like what they're going, like what their legacy is and like what they're going to do in this world. And like, yes, you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot, but there's so many more lives that you have to touch. There's so many more people that need to know your story. I mean, I've talked to so many like high level individuals that, (laughs) (laughs) that haven't haven't had the type of success that you've had in your life simply because you base your success off of where you've been to where you are yeah and ah you've got so much coming your way i love it i love it so thank you Oh, for sure. And women have to know you can be successful being you and overcoming you. And when you're the best version of yourself, you begin to love yourself. And when you love yourself, people look at you differently. You know, it's like they won't take advantage of you. They can't because you're too confident. You know, you're you're too in love with you. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. Love you and be you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Letitia. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.